Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. G'day, guys and girls. Welcome to the SC Playbook Question and Answer Podcast out of NRL Supergoats Round 24. Tim Williams on deck. Just take the questions from the SC Playbook subscribers and whip them out to everyone who wants to listen. Uh, now, big, big week, head-to-head finals, week two. I'm going to start off with a, a uh, what do you call it, with an amendment from the half-backed podcast, punting podcast, recorded this morning with former Raider and brother Samuel Williams and next to data analyst Jimmy Hughes. Now, I had a Barry. I... Had him one of my plays, Joseph Suwali'i, anytime try scorer coming up against, I thought it was Valence Tafade. I did my research. I looked it up this morning. I went back and watched the Dolphins last week to confirm what side Tafade was on and Hammer. And I absolutely don't know how I managed to do it, but I got them mixed up, uh, what edge that Suwali'i was on as a shocker. Anyway, amendment. Billy Smith is going at Tafade, so I like that one there. For anyone who did listen to that podcast and wants to follow along, if you are, of course, do so responsibly. But this isn't a punning podcast. This is a question and answer podcast around NRL Supercoach. First thing to get to, it was the big question of the week, and I don't want to spend too, too much time on it because it's been the subject of just about every podcast this week. <clears throat> My team's analysis, which went up a little bit later this week, uh, just due to a laptop now function, actually. It was in all sorts of new lappy, so this should be loud and clear. Is largely focused around the captaincy decisions and the big five. So what I'm going to do just quickly, look, my, my thoughts haven't changed entirely from, you know, we spoke about it on the SC Playbook podcast, beers and break-evens. To be completely honest with you, I... You could go any of the big five this week. They all have enormous pros to them and could go massive. It's a big decision to make. I don't have any major knocks on any of them. What I am going to do is be a little bit more critical on them to try and find some negatives. It's been all about the positives around those guys and their matchups. Be a little bit more critical around them uh, if it can maybe help your decision a little bit. But as I said, I don't really have strong feelings on any of them. Starting with. Kalen Ponger against the Bulldogs. Look, the negatives, the Bulldogs are back to full strength. They're coming off a bye. I know the Knights put 66 on them a couple of, about a month ago, but Tiger also put, was, what, 66 on the Cowboys, and the Cowboys came out a few weeks later and won 74-12 or something. It is a full-strength doggy side, fresh off the bye. They're going to want a decent sort of finish to the season just because they've finally got players back on deck. Bradman Best is out for the Knights. You know, maybe this has a bigger impact than we anticipate with how good he's been on that left edge. There are a few question marks. So 
he's still it's a great option, but maybe not the knockout that we were sort of all expecting. I couldn't believe when I saw today, doing research for my article, 74% captained his Kalen Ponga. So when we record on Tuesday night, he was only at 18%. So that has changed immensely. Nico Hines against the Titans. Now, the knock there is that the Titans have been really hard to line up this season, as they always are. But they've been really good the last month, haven't they? The And they've had a lot of good moments this season, but particularly defensively. They kept last week, I didn't say kept, the Warriors scored 28 points against them, but there was a late try there off a kick, and they were a man short when Mo Fodawaki got sent off. I believe it was the 16th minute. They get Tino Fasul Malawi back in this week. They are an improved side. Now, the week before that, the rampant Cowboys, what were they, about six or seven on the trot, kept them to 13 points. So it's been a good couple of weeks for them. Is there enough there to suggest that with a decent side coming down to Shark Park that they can put up a fight? They absolutely can put up a fight, but to what degree? Latrell Mitchell against the Dragons. Look, one that I'm warming to a little bit more so than earlier in the week, third game back from injury. The knock, I suppose, is that it's just that the Bunnies got so many middles out. Sele, Totola, Burgess. Jai Arrow's got those back spasms, so he's not even confirmed to play yet this week. We've seen them impact players a lot in the past and can flare up at any minute. So if the Bunnies' middles aren't winning th- through the guts, it's just going to limit what Latrell can do so, so much. Now, on top of that, though, the Dragons are also missing Zach Lomax, Jack Bird. So some some really key defensive players at centre for them last week. I know Bird missed one tackle for a try, but he also was really good outside of that and really physical. So some big outs for the Dragons, but it, it is the middles that concern me a little bit for Latrell and the Bunnies. Sean Johnson in the Tigers. Uh, look, it's pretty hard to be critical of what SJ's done. There's a bit of rain around Hamilton, but it's meant to be pretty minor. I think it's only quite light showers. So keep a, a, an eye on that forecast. If the rain d- does get a little bit heavier <clears throat> with the, the forecast, that'll be enough to steer clear of Sean Johnson. But as it stands, it's looking pretty good. Oh, I don't know. I guess it's just a case of you going against a bunch of these players in the prime of their career and... SJ, who probably wins a Dalian medal this year, he's a veteran late on in his career. Can he go as big as the other ones? I mean, he got 150 last week, so it was hard to knock. The Tigers' edges are terrible defensively, so it's hard to, it's hard to find knocks on SJ. Nathan Cleary against Manly. Uh, Manly in the fight for finals just. I think if they lose this, they'll absolutely be gone, but they're maybe an outside chance still. <clears throat> they're so light on in the middle. So it's just that Thursday night game, isn't it? You hate putting it on a Thursday night player. The point with Cleary, though, is that because Lots will vice-captain and, and they'll want the crack at the the VC loop, you just go the straight captain, not worry about it. He comes out and gets 150 and you're sitting there laughing for the rest of the weekend while people are worried about how their captains are going to go. Look, I can't see him going any worse than sort of 70 or 80, but with these matchups, we don't want 70 or 80. We want 150, don't we? Cleary against Manly. Luai's now out, which is news since the last couple of podcasts. That's going to benefit Cleary again. He'll get more more attacking ball in that in that Manly red zone. They're 20 metres. So every time they're attacking line, it's going to be Cleary, Cleary, Cleary. It's not going to Jack Cogger. Let's call it what it is. So 
man, it's a tough week. And I don't want to go out on a limb and, and say go this way or go that way because I, I genuinely do not know. I am leaning at this stage towards VC Nathan Cleary and C Kalen Ponga. When I saw that seven four percent captaincy of Kalen Ponga, I was like, oh, there's such good opportunity <clears throat> to steer away from the pack here. Looking at their current ownerships, where are ownerships? Captaincies in the top 10% of overall ranked super coaches. Ponga, 74%. Most popular, Nathan Cleary, 8.4%. Latrell surprised me a little bit, 6.3%. Third most favorite, third most popular, I should say. Sean Johnson, 2.6%. Nico Hines is 1.7%. Oh, that's tempting for Nico. He turns up against good teams, let alone... No knock on the Titans, but they're a bottom eight side. It is what it is. So take your pick. Good luck. As I said, at the moment, I'm leaning towards VC, Cleary, C, Ponga. But honestly, big, big decision to be made. Now, uh, if you do want to be able to, to put your questions in this thread, guys, it is a part of the SC Playbook a subscription package. So whether you want to support... Support for the rest of the season or get on board for the final month or so. Uh, it's down to, what do we get, $20 for the remaining month. Uh, you can do that via the SC Playbook website. Now, let's get stuck into the questions for round 24. First question from Reese: Suwali'i or Kiraz? And with Sonny still on the bench, would you still loop? And how big would the VC have to score? Three in a very short space of time there. Suwali'i or Kiraz, I would lean towards Suwali'i. A decent run home for the Roosters. Uh, I mentioned before that he's not on the, the ideal edge that I was sort of hoping would be, but I don't mind Suwali as a little bit of a pod on the run home. Kiraz, uh, the doggy still just concerned me a little bit there. Great base, but narrowly towards Suwali, if I'm being completely honest, I don't really like either of them, but I understand at the price they're, they're a little bit enticing there. Loop score, this is so subjective and, and based on like how your side's set up and whatnot. I am looking at... Look, let's say it's Sonny, you would imagine, without Kenny there, he should, still should get decent minutes even if he does come off the bench. Let's say you're working with a an AE of 30 points. There'll be a lot of beat Brendan Piakura owners out there as well who as it stands coming off the bench. I'm one of them, real dagger, because the rest of my, my bench are starters and, and guns, so I'm like, I could have gone with that, hopefully a half-decent loop, but let's work with a score of 30. To give us a better idea on this one, I've punched the the numbers into the vice captaincy loophole calculator. Jump on the SC Playbook website, scplaybook.com.au, and and whack this. Could get a workout the old calculator this weekend, depending how the VCs obviously go. But what it does is it acts as a guide to let you know what your VC, what your captain would basically need to score to end up being up or down for the week. Let's work off Nathan Cleary scoring 120 points tonight. He's very popular vice-captain this week. Caelan Pong's very popular captain. <clears throat> Let's go off your auto-emergency scoring you 30 points. That'll be pretty ballpark thereabouts for, for most people. It might be a little bit more, it might be a little bit less, particularly with Sonny Luke, and, and if he does play limited minutes. Your dropped player score, the person you would have to drop out of your starting 17 to be replaced by a non-active player to initiate that vice-captaincy loophole. If Nathan Cleary scores 120 points, your dropped player, let's call it Torhu Harris. Let's say you drop Torhu Harris, 70 points. I think that's viable enough. 
He's averaging what around about that for the season, maybe a little bit less. <clears throat> and your auto emergency of Brendan Peak or Sonny Luke comes in and gets you 30. If you're working off those numbers and you can punch these numbers in yourself and have a play around, see what suits your team, your captain, Kalen Ponga, if he then comes out and scores 80 points against the Bulldogs, you would be dead even on going the VC loophole. Now, where it gets a little bit tricky, not tricky, but dangerous, I should say, if Ponga then comes out and scores 120, he matches Nathan Cleary. Those numbers change to, if you loop it, you get 390, and if you don't loop it, you would get 430 points. So it drops you 40 points short. Now, let's strike some real fear into the heart. Let's say KP comes out and goes 150. Loophole, 420. No loophole, 490. So it's costing you 70 points. As I said, jump in, have a tinker if Cleary or whoever your VC is goes well tonight. Even if, to be honest, even if you are, do it before tonight and, and work out roughly what, what would suit your side and it'll help. Lact is a really nice guide, so jump into that and have a crack at it. Now, moving on to the next question. Before I do that, what would my VC loop score be? As an owner of Brendan Piakura and a concern there, I would want... 140 plus, probably close to 145, 150 to be looping. Question from David. Did you and Guru ever find out who the mysterious X was, the early runaway leader in Supercoach? Uh, I do know who X is actually, but look, it's not up for me to reveal, is it? So I... I know the uh, I know the lead is in. I've I've got a few ideas of well actually I know who it is. <laughs> Question from Perco. I traded Grant pre Origin, currently running Cook and Robson. Although the majority above me have Grant, should I pull the trigger this week? Cook to Grant with an eye to round twenty six. Oh boy, I mean I need your trades there, Perco, because it's it's not a luxury trade, it's certainly an upgrade and Grant's definitely the one you want. A little bit of a concern is if the, we, we spoke about on Beers and Brahams this week, Guru and myself, that if if Melbourne win this week, they look, look, they're not locked into the four by any means, but they'll be looking pretty good there. And it also means they won't be probably finishing top two. So he's a big chance at a rest round 27, I reckon, Harry Grant, because he's hardly missed a game all season. Um, went through Origin. I don't know if he got rested through any of that. So, yeah. If you've got like three plus trades, you definitely pull the trigger on it. But if you've got two or below, I'd be holding tight because you could be doing far worse than having a cooking combination of Cook and, and Robson at the moment. Question from Daz. Two trades left. Decent depth. Would you trade Bateman to Tino this week? Probably not, Daz, I don't reckon. Look, it's not sideways. Like Tino's an upgrade. He finished last year with a bang. Five round average of ninety three, sorry, three round average of ninety five, round average of about eighty two, I believe it was. So as I said, it's an upgrade, but <clears throat> you're getting rid of an active eighty minute player like John Bateman. If you have three gun front row forwards to work with, you might be running like Tarpany, Torhu, and Payne House or something. I definitely wouldn't. I don't think it's worth it. If you've only got two there. I can see more merit in it because, you know, you've got Torhu. He, he can, he's a potential sit in a bunch of games on the run home. Could also easily get a rest round 27. So I don't mind if you've got two. If you've got three front row forwards there, no, I wouldn't worry. Question from Josh. Who would you have as last reserve? Garrick Asako, Horse or Grant? Currently playing Mully Talo also. 
Harry Grant. Harry Grant every day of the week. Uh, obviously, good Raiders middles, but it's Harry Grant. You've got to play him. Question from Jackson. Hey, mate, I have three trades left. Would you go Garrick to Brian Toto? Must win head-to-head match. Cheers. Yep, why not? <clears throat> As an overall player, I wouldn't be trading Garrick. I'm definitely not playing in my 17 this week. I think you could go low against Penrith tonight. Hopefully that age as well for anyone listening to this podcast on Friday. Lesson learned this year. I mentioned the other day, like, seriously, how many premierships and games did Penrith have to win before you realise that playing any any guns against them is a bad move? Like, even the other day, Grant and Munster both got about 50-odd, sub-50 it might have even been against them. Ruben Garrick, yeah, I'd be sitting him. And in terms of the trade, overall, I'd be holding and playing some nicer matchups. Head-to-head, must win. Why not? Even better if your opposition has Garrick and plays him. Because I reckon he's got a sub-50 in him tonight. Question from Matteo. Love your work this year, mate. Been a massive help. Cheers, Matty. My pleasure. Play two of Garrick Asako, Ronaldo, Taruva, and Munro. Thanks, Legend. Taruva worries me because he doesn't get good ball at the best of the times, but now he's missing Luai. Maybe it benefits him, but I don't think it does because I think Clear's just going to get a ton of ball on the other edge. So no to Taruva, no to Garrick, which leaves Asako, Ronaldo, and Munro. I like Ronaldo as a player this week. He goes up against the weaker Titans edge. Sharky's playing for top eight spot. I'd play Ronaldo. I would play Jermaine Asako against the Roosters because he just keeps getting it done. The Munro's the mystery, isn't he? Like, on the edge for the Bunnies, he went well enough last week. Wasn't far off. A couple of tries there. Could have been more, and that was in a very poor Bunnies outfit. He could score 20 this week. He could score 200 if the Bunnies go on a tear. Any of them three are fine. I would go Osako and Mulitalo. I'd definitely go Osako. Guys, Gareth and his team at Seacle, we've been talking about them all season. Wonderful bunch of people. They're here to help with your gambling. If you're doing it a little bit tough, you're struggling to control it, it might be time to make the call and reach out to them like a bunch of SC Playbook listeners have already this season uh, and sounds like not a person there has regretted it. Uh, take me, for example. I was sitting there on Wednesday at a little, little bit of a lunch break. I whipped the old races on where we were on Warwick Farm or somewhere. One of my old favourites, Naval Warfare. Good old horse. Probably needs to be retired and... Paying at 250 to 1, and I thought, geez, that's worth a little five bucks on. If you can get anything back to its heyday, this wins by about four lengths. And I went to put it on, I went, what are you doing, mate? It's a Wednesday, you're on your lunch break, you don't need to be betting on the nags. Uh, so I held off, but I was sitting there going, you know, dangerous little territory, dangerous territory. So if you're in that boat and you hit go on it, or you're even thinking about it, or you you got on naval warfare, and then you thought, geez, if I Cornell this with a 100 to 1 shot, I'll never have to work again. Probably a sign that you're struggling to control your punting. You might be doing the same with your footy. Guys, reach out via email at gareth.w at sequel. That's C-E-C-A-L dot org dot A-U. You can get them via phone at 02-9559-4013 or probably the easiest, if you're on Instagram, just direct message them at sequel gambling, sequel C-E-C-A-L. Flick them a message, completely free, confidential, uh, doesn't matter where you are in Australia either. So make the move. Question from Braden: Three trades left in the bank. One ninety-five. Three trades left. One ninety-five k in the bank. Have three enoughs. Would you trade C and K? I can cover him this week by playing Garrick or Munro, if named. Brackets. Uh, yeah, well, sorry, with Munro before he's eighteenth man at the moment, so he was named eighteenth man last week and came in and played. So that's 
obviously pending if he does come into that side this week. Hmm. If you're a head-to-head player and you need – it depends on sort of what you, whether you're overall focused or head-to-head. If it's like a head-to-head and let's say Munro, Munro doesn't come in, although Garrick will play tonight, so you probably need to – no, you won't actually. You can sit Garrick. Don't play Garrick. Now, and then if Munro doesn't come in, which again, we may not know because the Warriors play tomorrow night. Firstly, I think Charles Nickel Cook's dad is a sell. There's a chance that he doesn't play again until there's a minor chance he doesn't play again this season. That is not based on anything that out of the Warriors have said. I've just I heard NRL Physio speak earlier in this uh, week on his podcast about players with three plus concussions in a season who hadn't come back. Now, I just think with the way the Warriors are going that the Warriors don't need to rush him back by any means. So I, I'd be surprised if he played next week. And, you know, maybe it is three weeks out. Maybe it's four weeks out. So, look, I wouldn't be waiting. I'd be selling chance. So if you're in a position where you can just play Munro, should he play, and you're looking all right, save the trades. But three trades left is pretty good. So, yeah, you look to, to use that one this week. Took a long way to get there, but we got there, sorry. Danny Heath, any news on Munro? Danny, there is no news on Munro for me this week, sorry. I'll tell you what, after going the not the early crow, but tweeted out on about Wednesday that he wasn't playing and then wasn't confirmation until an hour before the game. Sweating bullets waiting for that one to get confirmed, but we got through. Question from Justin. Have 389k in the bank. Need to get rid of Sonny Luke. Would you trade him to a non-playing reserve and use the cash to upgrade Peter Crew next week to Tino? Plays Panthers and Storm back-to-back or go Cook or Egan? It sounds like a good trade, and Panthers are particularly killers, but the Storm don't worry me that much at all for Tino. Storm middles aren't that great, so he can score well there. My concern for anyone nothing Sonny Luke or their second hooker, firstly, does it still a chance Sonny Luke could start tonight? But as I said, round 27, and we should know more after this weekend regarding Storm restings. And I say that loosely, but if the Storm do beat the Rays and they're looking all right, what if Harry Grant gets rested round 27, you've got no trades left, and then you've got an NPR? You're screwed for round 27. So apply that that to your situation, but just one to be wary of. Oh, bit of shade from Lachlan. Hi, mate. Just curious if there's any danger in either of you or Guru finishing anywhere near the top 5K this season. Lucky throwing some road calls out there in my own bloody Q&A chat. Mate, I'm 5,300 and the Stallions are on the charge. Guru's got me by something of 13 points. So we'll be there. Don't you worry about that. I'll be more worried about the top 1%. Top 1,600, I think it is, coming for you. I hope you're throwing shade from the top 5,000 as well, mate, because if you're outside of it, be very careful. Question from Brandon. Wim Tilliams, sit V start, play Big Red, being Corey Horsburgh over Torhu Harris. Says he didn't watch the Warriors game last week, but watched Corey's and the Raiders. Corey seems to make so many third man in tackles, leaving him gassed for when the Durs have the ball. Zero tackle bus and one ineffective offload last week, but played 80. I'd lay, I'd play Corey Osborne. Uh, the fact that he played 80 is massive. He's playing that link man role a fair bit and passing a lot. I just think the minutes are good. Big game for the Raiders down in Melbourne. Every game for the Raiders for the rest of the season is a big one. Torhu worries me. Like last week, he got 78. He scored with a line break late in that game to rescue his score. 
If they get out to a lead in this game, the Warriors, every chance against the Tigers, mate, I think he's the first one to go off. I'm playing him this week out of necessity, but I don't really want to. If it was early in the season or a more important game, I shouldn't say more important because it's an important game, but a tighter game, I should say, I'd, I'd be happy to play him, but I just think he's a big chance at an early shower. So, look, if you can sit Torhu this week, I, I think it's a, a good opportunity. I've only, I'm only running the two-gun front rolls at the moment. A few trades in the bank to cover it if someone goes down. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not loving having to play Torhu. Question from Ricky Ibrahim. G'day, legend. Head-to-head, must win. Six trades and 200K in the bank and team well set up. Teddy to Munster, two sideways. That's part one of the question. Hey, Teddy's got a great run home. He has a great fixture this week. Munster has only been okay. I'll be holding fire on that one. I think, uh, firstly, six trades in the bank and 200K, you are really well set up. So good. That is great head-to-heading. No, I wouldn't pull that trigger. I think Teddy can definitely outscore Munster this weekend on the run home. You've gone on saying, instead, I could enough Kepi and sell Toru to Tino. Try upgrade front row forward and not leave me liable for a low score if I VC loop. Also, Peter Kuros, not sure if da da da. Um, mate, I like option two. Nuff Kepi, Toru to Tino, bang. Todd G, is there any inside goss on Charlton or Cook's dad? Can you do some digging and see if he's out for multiple weeks? Cheers, Wim. Copping a lot of Wim Tilliams. Uh, copping a bit in general today, actually. I'm all for it. Should be more of it. Mate, get on Twitter. You're already there, I believe. Get on there. Anton Posser, the biggest Warriors fan I've ever met. Possibly even, yeah. Uh, he will know before me, and he will tweet it, I'm sure. So get on to Anton. He's your boy for that, because I don't have insight on Chansey boy. All right, let's go through a few rapid fires to wrap it up for the week. Question from Richard. Sit V start. Olaquatu, Bateman, or Joe Tarpany. I would be playing there. Joe Tarpany. Definitely not Ola against Penrith. Bateman's very solid. You could go Bateman or Taps, but it's not like playing Melbourne of old where you're you sat all your players against them. Joe Tapney, this is a huge game for the Raiders. I expect him to play big minutes as their strike forward. So I'd play taps. Question from David Page. Overall player just outside the top 250 with one trade remaining. Mate, good stuff. Absolutely flying. Team well set up. Do you advise hanging on to final trade until the death, last or penultimate round brackets, or do you use it as soon as you identify as must as soon as you identify someone as a must-have inclusion anytime during the run home, I'd hold fire, mate. You've got one trade there. You know, even if you are well set up, shit could hit the fan very early and that trade could be worth a ton of points come round 26 or 27. You know, you might get to round 27 in particular where there could be a bunch of restings, Parramatta on the buy who are a pretty popular supercoach side. And if someone's out, well, there will be people out. But let's say you've got two spots you might need an, an auto-emergency. Maybe that's a bit, dramatic, a bit dramatic, but you might. It could easily happen, particularly for people running with you. I said if Grant gets rested and then they've got a, enough at hooker and then people are running like Nico and, say, Moses or something in the halves and Moses will be on the bye, you need the other halfback and if that halfback happens to be out or rested, Cleary, around 27 maybe, I just, I'd be holding fire on that one for sure. There is a ton of chance questions in here all about whether or not to hold or sell. 
head-to-head players I'd definitely be selling because, you know, he misses this week, a fair bit of money there, and then he could miss next week as well, if not more. Overall players, overall players, particularly those with fewer trades, you have more of a case to hold because you might be, I'm sure you can cover him this week and maybe next, and, and he might be a pod for not a pod, or it could be a pod for you on the run at the last week or two. But guys, just monitor news that comes through. Um, I'm certainly not an oracle. I don't know what's happening there. I'm just going on my own hunch if I think he sits more games, but there'll be more well informed people around uh, Chance than me. Question here from CH, and one that's relevant to myself. Hi, mate. I am a Mully Tyler owner who had the plan of flicking him to Dallin with tennis as a Lesniak this week. However, no chance until Cookstad has me a bit worried about his output. With Dallin's highest break, even a Mully's okay. Match up, do you think it's worth just waiting a week? I think so. I'm in the same situation. I was looking at going Ramian to Dallin this week. I think the pick of the matchups is Dallin, but I also think that I'm also a Mulitalo owner still. I think Mulitalo's matchup is really good. There's the slight question mark around no chance impact on Dallin. The other factor there is that, and while where I would be happy to go Ramian to Dallin this week, or in your case, Mulitalo, and I think it's still a solid enough trade. Just if there's other injuries across your squad this week, one or two go down, and you're forced to make other trades, you might be sitting there going, shit, I could have held on to that trade and held on to, say, Mully Tyler or someone. You know, you might have someone like Garrick there who could get injured this week, and you could just flip Garrick straight to, to Dallin next week and have an extra player in your squad and a, a gun at that. So for that reason, I think it's worth it. If you're a head-to-head player and you've got a must-win game, Maybe there's a case there to go Dallin, but I think it's worth waiting a week. All righty, that will do it for the Q&A podcast for round 24. Hope I was able to help out with a few queries and hopefully the advice hits the spot uh, for head-to-head finals week two. Good luck to everyone. Uh, more importantly, have an absolute cracker of a weekend. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.